Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections Podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Adams, and today we're going to continue with our series of episodes on the New Word Study Scripture Writing Journal for Ladies, Volume 2. We're picking up on page 51 today on the topic of peace for this week. And on each episode, I'm going through one week of the journal. I'm just going through some of the highlights, not every day of scripture journaling. But if you have the journal, you can continue on with the scripture journaling for each day. And the journal can be picked up through Amazon or through my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. So, so far we've talked about the Holy Spirit and about walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. We've talked about love and joy and this week we're focusing on peace. We all want peace, don't we? The world wants peace. The world talks about peace, but Jesus said that he came to give us peace, but not as the world gives. Amy Carmichael said, there is only one way of victory over the bitterness and rage that comes naturally to us. To will what God wills brings peace. You know, as people grow older, many times they cave into bitterness and to anger and to rage because they haven't learned to surrender to the will of God and things end up not going according to their plan or their desire. And over time, over the years, they can grow bitter and disillusioned and disappointed with life. They can become very angry at others who have hurt them. But Amy Carmichael says that the one way of victory over bitterness and rage is to will what God wills. That means that we're surrendered to his will. We're surrendered to his sovereignty and what he allows in our lives. And I know I don't want to grow older and grow bitter. I want to grow sweeter by God's grace. That would be my desire to grow sweeter. Have you ever known a very sweet old lady? They may be few and far between these days, but they're a gem when you find one. They make me smile, and I sure would like to be that way when I am older. There's a hymn, it's called Peace, Perfect Peace, and I'm gonna read through it. It says, peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, the blood of Jesus whispers peace within. Peace, perfect peace, by thronging duties pressed. To do the will of Jesus is, this is rest. Do you ever feel like you need peace, ladies, because by thronging duties you are pressed? (laughs) You know, you get up in the morning and there's so much to do and more is being thrown at you from every direction. And you feel like things are piling up faster than you can accomplish anything. Sometimes our duties press very hard and they press day after day, week after week, month after month and year after year, and we can become very weary. But when we surrender to do the will of Jesus and do it for his glory, 
there's rest, there's peace in that. It goes on to say, peace, perfect peace, with sorrow searching round. On Jesus's bosom, not, but calm is found. So when we find ourselves in the midst of great sorrow, we can rest, you know, on the bosom of Jesus. We can rest at his feet. We can go to him and cast our cares upon him. And that is where our calm is found in those turbulent seas. Peace, perfect peace, mid suffering's sharpest throes. The sympathy of Jesus breathes repose. Peace, perfect peace, with loved ones far away. In Jesus's keeping, we are safe and they. Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown. Jesus we know and he is on the throne. We have so many uncertainties around us in our world today. We don't know what is going to happen in so many different dimensions of our lives. 2020 was just a crazy year. And 2021 has already um, proved to have many challenges. And we don't know the future. And we may have many questions, many uncertainties. But we know Jesus. And we know his character. And we know his faithfulness. And we know he is on the throne. That is a certainty that we can count on. Peace, perfect peace, death shadowing us and ours. Jesus has vanquished death and all its powers. It is enough. Earth's struggles soon shall cease. And Jesus calls us to heaven's perfect peace. The scripture passage that I've chosen for this episode is Isaiah 54 verse 10. If you are following along in the journal, I'm on page 52 now. This says, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed. But my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Isn't that beautiful to think of the Lord having compassion on us? The sovereign God who made the world and all that is in it, stooping down to having compassion on us? And isn't it encouraging and fortifying to think? It says, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. I'm so glad, ladies, to know that God's steadfast love will not depart from me, regardless of what else happens in this world. Something as crazy as the mountains departing or the hills being removed. But God's steadfast love will remain no matter what happens in this world. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. We as mothers can think about the compassion that we have for our children. You know, sometimes if I hear, a, you know, one of those terrible screams from one of my children, it just, and I know they've, they've had an accident. They're screaming, they're hurt. You know, it jars me. And I, I, it's like, I, how do I explain it? It's like, I feel pain in my own body when I hear that kind of a scream. And, and it's so, 
just, you know, disturbing to me when I hear my children. I have that compassion. I do not want my children to hurt. Or when one of my children is going through something, an emotional pain, something has hurt them. Oh, I just, I feel that. If I feel like one of my children is struggling with, you know, an issue of maybe feeling that they are not confident and I just want them to have confidence. You know what I'm saying as mothers, you just, you ache for your children to be secure and to not hurt and and you just want them to have the best. You have compassion because you love them and God is a compassionate God towards his children. He loves us. And so that is very, very comforting. So the passage talks about um, God's steadfast love shall not depart from you. If you look at the Hebrew meaning of that word steadfast, it's the word kesed, and it means goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and mercy. So God is a good God. He is kind towards his children. He is faithful and he is merciful. I love to remember that his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. God is a kind God. He is kind to us. He loves us. He's merciful. I'm so glad that he's merciful. I'm so glad that he's patient. I was just talking with a friend about this today. You know, when I see areas in my life where I know I need to grow, where I know that God is still sanctifying me and my character, I think I'm so grateful that God is a patient God with me. As I look over my life and how patient God has been with me, it's a demonstration of his love that he is so patient and he is a good God. Everything about him is good and we're called to be like him. And so we also need to do and embrace what is good. We need to walk in the light as he is in the light. He is good towards us and he wants us to embrace goodness. He wants us to embrace his likeness and his character. And as he is sanctifying us, his love is steadfast. He has the heart of a parent towards us. I'm so thankful for that. And as he has a steadfast love, kindness, mercy, goodness towards us, he wants us, of course, to be like him. He sets the example. Everything that he is is what we should be. And we can't do that. We can't bear the fruit of the Spirit in our own strength or by our own willpower. But when we yield to him and we surrender to him, and we're in his word, and we're in prayer, he is sanctifying us and changing us to be more like him. And so we have relationships in our families and in our friends and in our communities and our churches. We have relationships. And we want to extend 
the peace of God to others. We want to be peacemakers in our relationships. One thing is for sure, and that's that we cannot control the choices that those around us make. We cannot control other people or dictate how they treat us. Now we can train our children and we can have expectations of them, but just um, speaking broadly, we cannot control the choices of those around us. Ultimately, we cannot control how our children will turn out. We can train them and we can pray and we can ask for God's mercy in their lives to, to save them and to make them like him and we can show them the way, but ultimately we cannot save our children and we don't have guarantees in our parenting. So we need to just pour out our hearts for our children to the Lord. We need to be faithful to do what we can in showing them the way, showing them the truth, pointing them to Jesus, taking them to the cross, and praying for the Lord to do what only he can do to bear fruit of all of that. But what we can control in this life is our response to others, our responses to the actions of others. We can choose to be peacemakers in our homes and in our churches and in our spheres of influence. We can present the truth and we can do it in a way that is balanced with grace and truth and rest in the Lord. We can dwell in the comfort and peace the Lord supplies when our words and our actions are pleasing to him. You know, when we know that we have handled things correctly, there is a peace. Even if those around us are not handling things correctly, we have a peace when we know that we have done what the Lord has called us to do. So others may not appreciate us or understand us, but the only opinion that truly matters is what God thinks of our actions. And when we know that we have been pleasing to him, then we can have peace. It's that, that idea of living for an audience of one. When we know that we have done what God has called us to do, that we have dealt rightly with others in our lives, that we have been peacemakers, then we can have peace and we can rest in his steadfast kindness and goodness and love and mercy. And we can just pray and allow the Lord to work in our relationships with others. So I hope that that is a blessing to you this week. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I hope that you'll join again next week as we continue on with this series. I would encourage you to check out the scripture journal and to follow along. If you don't have one, again, you can get that through Amazon or through my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. If you are enjoying this series of podcasts, I would love it if you would share it with your friends and let others know about it as well. May the Lord bless you. May He just shower you with abundant peace. And I'll look forward to talking with you next time. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye.